Ham and rolls, ham and rolls, ham and rolls. Welcome to the Ham and Roll Show with your hosts, Josh Janis and Jared Bell. We bring awareness to the topics that we are thinking about, and hopefully everybody's thinking about just two monkeys rifting off each other, trying to learn what this whole crazy universe is about. Hello, everybody. Today's topic is something that, especially if you're male, you have thought about since, oh, I don't know, about 10? Yeah, no, uh, I think I started a little earlier, oh, Josh. You are an early bloomer for sure. Jared, what is that topic? Uh, today's topic, Josh, is sex and relationships. In particular, how the emotions of desire and love play into sex, and then how that sex affects the relationship. Sounds like a good topic. I think that you may have some sort of geometric shape that you would like to bring in. Geometric shape. <laughs> well, since this is the second time we're doing this, because our genius producer, Joshua, forgot to put the memory card in. Whoops. Whoops. So this is a round two. Take, oh, to be two, fair, we, we only got like five minutes in. And I was like, oh, Oh, snap. but it was the best five minutes we ever had, Josh. <laughs> yeah. You lost it forever. I'm sure you've never heard that. <laughs> See what um, I did there with the topic. So, in yeah, talking about this conversation, uh, what helped me um, kind of put it in perspective is is to frame it out in the uh, geometric shape of a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was funny, but it was. Um, but let's say you got a triangle, and you take the bottom corner, and you have desire. You take the bottom other corner, and you have love, and they kind of lead up to sex. So really, it's almost like this sex triangle, Josh. <laughs> so, yeah, I, didn't have I don't know that. if we're mature enough to have a discussion on sex. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have that joke last time. Yeah. <laughs> but now let's say there's a bunch of stuff in the middle that, that affects it. But um, if you look at sex, it's, it's, it's a component uh, to relationships that, that is obviously very important and affects the relationships. Relationships being one of those things that we agree that is, is built into the DNA of, of the human being. It's something that we need. It's something that we need to nourish and develop and, 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 and take care of because it helps create that, that happiness within our lives. Yes, and so this is about where we stopped last time. And what I was saying or my, my thought is we are taking this as two men and we look at sex perhaps in a similar way, but it's from a male perspective. I do know somebody that's very close to me, especially, uh, that doesn't view sex in the same way. They don't necessarily have that. It's not a geometric shape of a triangle. It's more of a line. They use, that, like, sex is part of love in a relationship. It's not just go out and have uh, random sex because you desire that. That's interesting, Josh, because there's someone in my life also very close to me that has very similar views. <laughs> and my guess is they're both women. <laughs> um, yes, they are. They are definitely women. <laughs> Unless there's something new you want to tell me, Josh. <laughs> no, Which I'm okay with, yeah, buddy. Just I, so no, you know, I get no, it. no problems. Thank you. I would be okay with it too, but I uh, just don't swing that way. But. All right. Um, so going kind of back to just starting the, the framework, maybe maybe this is more of a male perspective the way I'm... I'm laying it out and you know we're not trying to take any side to anything in this podcast but I think the fact that we're two males that will influence uh, the way we think and you know a topic to get to later in this is is that I think sex is different for men and women inherently I had a, a, a debate once about 
is there really differences between men and women, or is it more how you're raised? And, and sex was one of the areas that I think genetically shows that we are built different because basically men and women have orgasms differently. So the where I was going with with the, the triangle was is that sex can be had just on, on more of a desire level, right? And maybe that's more where the male side comes in. Yeah, and, and let's just we'll, – we'll just – Proceed with the notion that we are coming at it from a male perspective. Correct. And then you can have sex more on the love side, called romantic, right? So there's 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 almost like two uh, variations of sex. One being more desire, uh, animalistic driven, and one being more uh, romantic, emotional, love feeling driven. Um, and then that you kind of bounce between that, that spectrum of maybe, you know, that it sways one way, one side sways, you know, some or the other way uh, a different time. But how do you kind of keep that right balance within a relationship and making sure that you're nourishing that side? And, um, yeah. Well, let, let's talk about a popular narrative that's, that's regarding what you're saying. So a popular narrative in science is that women view sex. Uh, so everything goes back to procreation. And women want to, because they have different bodily time frames, they want to have a family and then settle down and then they want something to, to help protect that family and, and you know, become a family nucleus. And that's why they're more prone to, uh, again, this is a narrative, I've read this, but not saying that it's true or not true. Um, they're more prone to, to wanting uh, individual relationships. Whereas men have you know uh, seeds that can be planted all over for an extended period of time they don't have the same necessity so therefore it's not built into them that they you know that they have the same family nucleus they can spread their seed like Genghis Khan if they want and 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 to that point I, where I was going is is that from from what I've read is that men can have orgasms more just on the desire side without the love where women need, they, I mean, they have a desire side. It's not like it's not there, but they need that love component um, to assist with, you know, hitting the target here, Josh. <laughs> well, I, I, again, we're talking about generalizations. And, and I'm, I was trying to display an evolutionary reason uh, for what we're saying. I think that comes saying. from it, though. I think, I think like that, that instinct side is is because look if you didn't have the desire and you had to have love with it you wouldn't be able to go be Genghis Khan and spread it because you would have to have two components right oh maybe that's part of it maybe it's not I don't know I'm sure people are smarter than us on this one (laughs) (laughs) to be fair I'm sure there's people that are smarter than us on every topic (laughs) (laughs) even the things that I consider myself an expert at there are uh, higher experts at certain things anyway I digress so uh I'm guessing that you have a uh, a trigger that brought this idea, and the reason that we're talking about this is there a story that you wanted to uh, talk about? Um, nothing, nothing I'd like to talk about personally for the fear of getting beat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, you heard that here first, listeners. He, he has a very uh, physical relationship at home. Oh, uh, but. I mean, let's put it into a context of a scenario where uh, where that might come into play. So let's say um, 
let's say a guy is is just being a guy where his type of sex that he's having is more just desire driven, right? And um, let's say wake up in the morning. It's not really about call it who it is, right? It's just about getting the job done. And the partner who may have more love-based desires, actually, and, and, and not more, because I would say that, you know, me personally, I've never really experienced uh, a, a deep love side, which I, I, I currently am, which is, is, is unique and new to me, but it's also unique and new where trying to figure out what that level is that I've never been to is, 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 is different, and it's different in uh, sex, and it's different when you're with somebody that maybe is more naturally at that higher emotional level where, you know, as a male, I don't want just desire-based sex, but, you know, if you're not used to doing something or you've never done it before, you might not be giving that, and then that starts to affect the dynamic of a relationship, makes people start to think things. Maybe they're not getting them, or maybe it's not the right person, or maybe we, we're not built, uh, you know, we don't, we don't cross paths quite the right way on that level where, you know, I, I view it as more of, of something that can be learned and, and developed. So from the male perspective, what, what are the advantages from, of, of having more, you know, desire-based sex? I shouldn't say more, <clears throat> excuse me. I shouldn't say more desire-based sex, but what are the advantages or, or why does it happen that we have desire-based sex probably more frequently than women? Again, I, this is a generalization because I, can, I know people that I can name off the top of my head certainly won't. That would shatter this thought process, right? But just as a generalization, uh, why does that happen for men and not women? What are the benefits that men have from that? And then what are the benefits from uh, having uh, love making? I should make my voice a little <laughs> <No>. love making. <laughs> what are the benefits of love yeah. <laughs> Somehow when you do it, I get, uh, it sucks back in my body. Yeah, yeah, that's not, that's, I'm not going to comment on, that's pretty, on what um, happens to your body when I say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe we shouldn't have even taken we, this topic as we are. We are about as immature as five-year-olds. <laughs> yes, yes, we are. I'll probably go down to about a three-year-old. Um, so, yeah, so benefits. Benefits. Um, why do guys, let's say, why would a guy... Be okay here. Would this be a way to, to, to say why would a guy be okay with more desire-based sex, where a woman might want more love-based sex? Love-based sex, knowing that they both want some of each, right? There's not a, a one-sided yeah. deal, but if you're gonna just put on an average, yeah, we, right? we I think we've beat that horse. We're we're two guys coming at it from a specific mm. angle, and we understand that there are. So why is that? Yeah, you know why? I mean, you can go back to what you said, right? Kind of the way that let's say, human being, or actually any animal. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's trying to pick her keys up. Yeah. Be really quiet. Our, our studio audience is trying to be uh, very quiet. We just lost our studio audience <laughs> <laughs> already. <laughs> Good gulp, say. Eh? Oh, see you later. So what would, why would that be? If, if it is true, why would that be? What would be the argument for that? And I would say that one would be, like you stated, it, it's, it's, it's almost naturally built into procreation of, of a male and a female's role where one is more of a caregiver and one is more of a 
spreader. <laughs> I don't know if Ma Bell's going to be able to listen to this one at the end. I don't know if I'm going to be able to listen to this one at the end. <laughs> so what you're saying is that, uh, so the, the narrative that I put forth is part of the reason. My More of a question is like, don't we have a, uh, like a get, we have the, the nature versus nurture, right? There's a genetic bias, perhaps. Uh, perhaps. But let me, don't we have a personal responsibility? Like, have you ever asked yourself, why is it that I want to, you know, have random sex with many people instead of settling down with one person? Like, like I know you can train yourself to do it. That That's a certainty. But what what is it? What is it that makes some people not want to do that? Yeah, that's... Is it fear of, like, of expressing... Uh, is it fear of getting hurt in love, in a desire relationship? It just happens, and, you know, it's... It's, it's, it's less done, strings it's, attached. Yeah, it's done in 10 seconds. Uh, uh, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say because... Just let that 10-second one go. <laughs> <laughs> um. I wouldn't say, in my opinion, maybe that that plays, and I think all these things that we're going to talk about probably play some role. Um, but from from my end, I was seeking more of a love based uh, relationship, which would include love based sex. Where if desire has been the majority of my life, um, I realized there was a higher level to to seek in relationships, and that includes you know sex, obviously. So I wouldn't say that. It's just that a male prefers desire because they're scared of love. So maybe that 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 does play in you know certain times I would say, but I wouldn't say that was like a core rooted. I would almost go with that might be more learned than it is natural. Sure, I I agree with that, but I, I from my bias opinion, it seems more natural that that men do want to have sex with random women more often than women want to have sex with random men. I agree. Men. So why? Yeah. And, and again, I think there is some genetic reason that we've already explained, but there's also got to be some, some personal or cultural issues in there. And I mean, like, let, let's, yeah, that's let's, what I would say to learn side. I agree. Yeah, let's, let's go let's, with that. Yeah. Like let's that. take, uh, you know, let's take uh, native Americans as an example. There's quite a few native American cultures that you would have sex with any of the women and any children that came up were raised by the tribe. So, like, the, obviously, they have the mother, but, like, the tribe would, uh, and, and obviously there is a father still, but there you had a relationship that everybody helped take care of the child. The I child. read a really interesting story once, or, or article about um, going back to that form in, in modern day uh, of having more of, of called the caregiver uh community-based family, or not community-based, but uh, what was the word you just said? Um, tribe? Well, tribe, yeah, but more of a tribe. Yeah, community-based work. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, I mean, just even looking at it from a modern perspective is, is and, and when you have dedicated roles and things like that, I think that plays a lot, not necessarily that's kind of just we're getting off topic a, a bit here, but. Well, I, I think we're trying to explain the, the cultural responsibility. So we know that there's, again, I don't want to use no because I don't know if I 100% believe that narrative or the you know, the reasoning behind it. I think we, sometimes we try to explain things, but let's just take that as fact for the sake of this conversation. So we know a genetic piece, and we also know that it's not just, 
it's not just nature. There is a nurture part. And so I think we need to dive into some of the other cultural, uh, the other cultures that have looked at this in a different way. Let's look at, um, I would say, rap music, especially maybe uh, back 10, 20 years ago, a cultural dynamic that could have influenced uh, the male perspective in this. And, and maybe the female, I guess I would say the female also, where uh, it was, I would say the roles were defined more as male-dominant, um, power, and sex-driven as being a target to life versus, let's say, going after power and I won't say the other word because my bell might listen to this. So power and ladies. Oh, I thought you meant money. Pee. No, oh, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, won't, we won't say that one here. Could have just said women, yeah. yeah power and women <laughs> over love, right? <laughs> why, why did you have to say P word? <laughs> I don't know. I, in fact, I would. I wouldn't even think of that. I think of bitches, right? Like I, that. No, I, I, I thought that rhymed really. Good. Oh my god, <laughs> it's an alliteration. It doesn't rhyme. Whatever. <laughs> now I'm getting gra- <laughs> grammatically corrected. Oh my god. All right. So power and women could be something that men seek versus, let's say, if you were taught to seek power and women versus taught to seek love. What would that do in what we're talking about, right? Of how you how you have sex in a relationship. Yeah, I, so culture certainly does play a role in it. And I'm trying to think back in the, the uh, I'm going back in my mental library of thinking about, you know, matriarchal cultures and how they viewed sex. Uh, I mean, can we think of a world where, well, I, I can, I can think of a, a fantasy novel that I read, The Name of the Wind, where they're, they have a, this is fantasy, but it's worth the discussion. They have a, a tribe of people that are women that are excellent fighters and they are promiscuous as they believe that, hey, we, we want to have sex as well. And so we have sex with whoever. And, uh, you know, if, if a baby does come again, the, the tribe helps take care of it. It's not just an individual. It's not just up to one woman. And I think maybe as I say this, perhaps that's, that, that would balance things out as far as desire versus love type of sex is if the consequence wasn't just up to a single mother, the consequence was up to a community, and they looked at that as a, a, an expansion or a benefit to their community or tribe. I just had so many thoughts go through my head when you said were, that. Were any of them related to what we're talking about? No, I was just getting, <laughs> I was thinking about sex. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got a snort out of me. Uh, <clears throat> I thought it was uh, interesting just thinking of, let's say we were raised in a culture where the women were the fiercer, call it, of the male-female, and what that might do to uh, the male side, could that be flipped where a, a woman was more on desire and less love, where the male was more love and less desire? And, and how much of that is cultural-based versus being genetic? Yeah, and, and you know, this is going to get a little squeamish, but if you think about like conquering cultures, what, 
what is the first that like if the Vikings came into a city, what is the first thing that they would do? They would rape and pillage, right? Oh. I mean, I'm not, that, that's I'm not awful. advocating that. Yeah. yeah. But, but that, that, is, that is what happened. So men just essentially took what they wanted and, you know, they don't have to have the consequences of that, which is obviously the, the you know, the, an awful, uh, an awful I'm, I'm glad that our I culture... Like, has I like the point that you're making of, of who's responsible for raising their children, I think, plays into uh, this dynamic. And the other thought that, that popped into my head was... I believe there's, we've talked about this, where there's, there's more of an evolution of, of the human race, um, where we're starting to get past food, clothing, shelter, right? And we're starting to evolve towards things like happiness and love and enlightenment. Maslow's hierarchy of Ma- needs Mas- for all those who are keeping score at home. Yes, Maslow's. And if you look back at uh, historical... Uh, structures organizational structures or family structures you know let's go back to more of an alpha male pack concept where the alpha male pretty much impregnated everybody and um you know maybe the other guy's got some scraps here i got so mad at you some scraps it's i mean just just keep going yeah, yeah i'll just keep going yeah. uh, that's not that's by far not the worst thing you've said okay thank you yeah um but now, uh, where was I going with that? So there, there was that, that, that more dominant, but as we evolve, right, as we learn about happiness and love and we're able to take time out of our days to, to invest in creating that into our being and who we are, then does that change the dynamic of that spectrum between desire and love, let's say on average as a human race, where now... We're, we're, we're moving up the spectrum towards love. Yeah. Yeah. And, and on, the, on the flip side, how much more, having, having experienced love in the way, like a, a deeper connection as you're having sex, if more men would experience that, you know, when they're, you know, 14, 16, 18, whenever they're having their first sexual experiences, if they... If they did wait for that, would that also change the spectrum of, of desire? Is there a reason to wait for sex until you're married? Was that, was that not necessarily based on, call it religious design, but more of basic instinct design? Because then you're able to reach a higher level of that relationship. And, you know, I, I mean, speaking from personal, uh, my personal life, I, I, I believe... You know, I, I spent most of my life focused on, on business and achieving goals and, and where, you know, I was always putting off getting to higher level relationships and things, you know, as, as that's going to that's gonna come next. That's going to come next. And then when I finally decided that, hey, I, you know what, I'm going to start really investing um, my thoughts and my, refract, my reflections and, and my actions into achieving a higher level then, you know, it brings in this whole dynamic of sex where, I mean, imagine if you really never made love before, right? If all you did is have sex. Yeah, you, wouldn't, you don't know you, what you don't know. You don't know. even know what you don't know. Right. Huh? And that, so that's what I'm referring to. Would, what that does over as a culture would over culture, time right, and decades. Exactly. exactly. So if, if everybody did, well, if everybody did wait until marriage and everybody's marriage was 
full of love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh at it. Then, then we might have a different conversation, right? Uh-huh. It might not be desire. I think the way that as, as this conversation is forming, it's almost like desire. So when we're talking about sex, the desire side is like a donut, right? Like you can eat a bunch of donuts. Donuts are good at certain points. But realistically, donuts aren't as good for your body as a nice, healthy meal with your, you know, whatever, right? Apples, broccoli, salads, right? Like, or or just a healthy meal, right? Donuts uh, can be fun to eat. They give you that sugar spike, you know. (laughs) Come on. Donuts are are fun to eat. You are. (laughs) I enjoy eating a good donut, especially a long john, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Anyway, but I think do you get the analogy that I'm putting forward where you don't if all you had to eat were donuts, eventually that would that would be bad for you. It'd be bad for you and what if you never knew about the apple or or how you could feel after eating it? After how and and being, you know, that's interesting because of how aware I have become of the different foods I eat and how it affects my body, my mood, my energy you know, affects everything. Um, if I if I wasn't aware of that, which I wasn't at one point in time, it didn't help change anything. So if if you're not aware of if if all you know is desire sex, yeah, yeah. So I, I think we're getting somewhere as far as the the cultural side of what is actually uh, driving this this desire based sex and and i think you you hit on it a little bit with not just rap music but almost any type of music like i can think of you know country songs yeah Yeah, like yeah Yeah, god think about hair bands back in the 80s i just grew up listening to rap all they all they had was all they talked about was you know promiscuous sex and kicking chicks out the window and having another one Disco. yeah i mean you know those are just cultural things that's really pushing sugar right i mean that's what they're doing they're they're pushing sugar that's that's and it. If, and if culture was pushing the apples, how big of an imp- and here is is apple better than donut or yeah. or is it look is it is it everything in moderation, including moderation, little donut, maybe a couple more apples, right? Than and donuts. And what we haven't talked about at all is the fact that you can have a well balanced meal and have a donut for dessert. The problem with that is that. It seems that most women are worried about the donut taking up too much dietary resources. <laughs> that was good, <laughs> right? Like they're well like they're, they're yeah. like they're like no no no. no. Mm. We have this healthy meal. Why are we doing anything? We don't need anything else. This donut no. isn't providing us any nutrition, right? But sometimes a donut provides a little bit of like like man, I'm. That was that was an enjoyable meal, and now, you know, there's a benefit to enjoying a good donut. Just a mental mm-hmm. relax, right? Not that it's all the time. You shouldn't have donuts all the time after every meal, but it does take up some dietary resources. It, you know, you have enough donuts, and you get a backup, and it's hard to poop. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, really, I'm really expressing uh, this analogy, yes. but I think it's a good one. Uh, if if we had more of a culture that was more about love and eating healthy i wonder if there would be some sort of a switch where women wouldn't mind the occasional donut 
I, I think you are correct. And I think, you know, to look at it on, on from the other way is maybe women need to realize too that there there is that need for a donut and that donut can be shaped in in the form of an apple. Right? <laughs> but <laughs> but you, you you still need going on on the spectrum. Let's say let's say if I just had all love based uh, sexual relations, I would have an I know I would have a natural drive for for kind of that desire based sex too, and needing to find that balance in the relationship of of when when it's better to or not better, but when you can lead more in one way and and, and maybe give a little bit the other way. And not to say that there's not desire in a love based sex making, mm. right? Or that's love-based sex making <laughs> okay that, I, I had a great analogy and i just just kind of shit the bed there but there is a uh i mean there is desire it's a different level it's a different it's a different everything right and so it's not to say that that there isn't desire in that so you know with a minute and a half left of the podcast i say that obvious that probably people were screaming at beforehand uh, it's not to say that there is not desire it's it's something that what we're talking about is like specific like a one night stand type of thing or or i've never i've never done this yeah or that yeah. or whatever the case may be but right? you can find that way to do it and with your partner in a love based also yeah. i think you can yes. fulfill that need and that's here let's wrap up i mean we got a couple seconds here um interesting topic we could have gone forever on this one um i think my this is the podcast I could have had Viagra. <laughs> could have gone forever. All right, shut up now, right. Josh. <laughs> the takeaway that I, I think is most important and valuable to me is that being able to, when there are challenges in a relationship that revolve around sex, having some type of framework not saying one is better than the other, but being able to use that to find what's right for you. Because remember, there's really no right or wrong, right? right? It's what yeah. it's what's right for you. And having the ability to, okay, there's this desire thing and this love thing, and then finding what that is for each partner gives you some kind of a basis to go off of. And being able to use that to create good, healthy sex, which leads to, I think, you know, a major component to a good, healthy relationship. Well said, Jared. This episode brought to you by Move It and Lubin, My Odyssey, Gentle Art Lifestyle Camps, and my, City Champs. And my charitable challenge. And my, <laughs> we have five sponsors now. Can you imagine? Look at that instantly. <laughs> Just <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> All right, everybody. Have, have a great day. Have a good day.